0: All dressed up, and some place to go. Yeah, where are you going? I've got a uh, charity event uh, down at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Mm. Uh, Calm Kids, cool. It's a program that uh, provides underserved communities uh, uh, kids with uh, laptops. Oh, cool! And kind of helps them uh, balance out the the competitive uh, field of. The digital world right yeah
1: yeah yeah well look at you look great some days you're in here in the toque and the hoodie today you're looking like don draper i never know what i'm gonna get i don't
0: think for one second i still uh look as good as the buffalo sabers did last night i
2: thought they were putting you into the hall of fame (laughs) with that outfit holy hell kipper looking like a million bucks yeah Clearly we don't shop at the same store. Right? Yeah, so no, maybe? I'm I got my Columbia sweater on and my sweatpants <laughs> on back here but Yeah. <laughs> I could hey, I clean up well, boys. You, you know do, that. You do, you do, do yeah.
0: absolutely. Yeah. And as uh, soon as It just we, doesn't happen
2: very often. Right. As
0: soon as you start getting an annual salary instead of being paid by the hour, <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get you a new suit. Uh, I'll go shopping know, with you. You
2: don't know how close to the truth
1: that is. Bro. Yeah, the uh, the old paid by likes program here yeah. is as yeah. uh,
2: if we tough. get if I get to a hundred, I get dinner tonight, guys.
0: <laughs> Click it. Leafs drop a five two decision, and we know what kind of season it's been for the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Buffalo Sabers. But at no time in yesterday's show were we expecting that. Outcome which is last night. Stupid because it's happened before. Yeah. I you would d- think we but, would be like the, the question is why? I don't know. Right? <laughs> why? That's what like, is with the Buffalo wow. Sabres and just owning the Leafs this year?
1: Got a theory?
2: Yeah. I no, I don't. <laughs> yes. But what I will say is that uh going into the game last night, I didn't really say this on air but i was expecting a kind of leafs dominance performance again because we've seen so many in a row they played the habs they only won by one but they kicked the crap out of them on saturday night they've been playing good teams beating them had a good performance against a bad team on saturday night thought last night was going to be finally the time when they go in and yeah. and they just looked like they did in the outdoor game they looked like the game they did against them with the first game back with fans was against buffalo and they lost i think 5-2 right, or 5-1 too. to that game so they've lost some real stinkers, and I don't know, maybe it's the size they have, speed, Craig Anderson. I don't know what the hell it is, but they see I mean, that jersey. they're not
1: a great team, right? I mean, I've seen the record, but for whatever reason, it gives the the Leafs fits. Was it before, going into the game last night that Sheldon Keefe had a quote that he where he said, like, these games like this have, er, have given us fits. We've had problems in games like this. Like, he saw this coming.
0: Playing down to your opponent, that's the favorite tagline right. when it comes to... Toronto recently against the likes of uh, uh, Montreal, uh, right. a Buffalo.
1: Yeah, and, and it has been a bit of a trend. We know they got up for all those big games. They played their divisional games and all that. And uh, can, yeah.
2: before we get into the Leafs, can we just praise a couple of guys they have in the the Sabers? Uh, you
1: know what? We'll, let,
2: save it. We'll, we'll get we'll get
0: we'll touch on Buffalo because I, I do want to give them their their due credit, yep. oh, especially a uh, 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 Granado, who's done I think a, a, a fantastic job and. Uh, proof is in the pudding I think watching this team I I took the game in live boys yeah I uh, got invited by a a good friend who did me no favors uh, in the third period because he pulled me out of the six rows up where I was really enjoying the game and started watching the game on like a 13-inch Television at uh, the Shear Club with uh, <laughs> a bottle of tequila, and oh I'm like, God. "What yeah. is ro- like? If you're listening, and I won't drop your name, you are a
1: very bad man. Yeah, Mr. Very Be- bad man. Yeah, Mr. Bezos, that was a bad call. I was not right? from,
0: Yeah, but what did I really miss? <laughs> and uh, maybe it, it, it looked better on uh, on the 13 or 14 inch screen no, because it probably looked better it, at tequila. It, it got it got uglier. Yeah, uh, as my night did so did the third <laughs> period for the Leafs
1: it did feel it just felt like you know waiting for the Leafs to turn it on the way they did against the Flyers they had that bad night in Philly and it was like okay well this is a team that can kind of flip the switch and go all right boys we've fallen behind let's find it there was no let's finding it really uh for, from that from that performance last night do you want to go to Sheldon on that uh Sammy
2: which clip do you like best Uh, Let's just start out with uh, on the game to get his his opinion on Yeah, Your
1: thoughts
3: on the game? It wasn't good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's up there with the Brad May. Well, it's not good.
0: (laughs) I told you guys at yesterday's show, these 10 games are going to be challenging for for Sheldon, and I'm sure many other teams, but different reasons for different uh, outcome. But this one... For me is is gonna be challenging for for Sheldon. And mm-hmm. I I listened to his comments and we, we've got a few more, but even, even Sheldon's energy's down. Even Sheldon doesn't really have, you know, a pinpoint. You can hear Sheldon a little tired yeah. and fatigue.
1: Well, it's you know, I don't know how you time it with peaking at the right time. Like is this too early still before you want your team going in the right direction? I just, I do feel like there's a lull here because it doesn't really matter where they finish in the standings. Uh, maybe it does. Maybe it does. And, and that's under or overstated, but I just don't feel like it matters. It, it feels like they need a kick in the pants right now. It's a lull. They're allowed to have it, but it was disappointing last night. Why don't we go into what the, the why the Sabres specifically give them trouble? Do you want to go there next? Yeah. Okay. Let's
0: go with that. We'll have a, a few comments as well.
1: Yes.
3: No oh, it's four games against this team. We've been no shows in all fours. So it's hard to, hard to pinpoint. It seems like maybe every year there's one team that just for whatever reason, you just don't have your game in against them. This has been a team. Uh, it's probably been about a month or so, where really, I guess since the, since the outdoor game, against that same team, where we've, you know, we've had a game that we just weren't good in. Um, maybe Philadelphia as well, but we found our game in the third period and got a win. That's what we are hoping for tonight. Obviously didn't get it. Size of the team,
0: well, speed of the team. We're not any more smarter off of that
3: <laughs> clip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> didn't learn anything no, there? No, I didn't really learn anything there. What, uh, what, from your view, did you see last night that's making Buffalo awfully successful against the Toronto Maple Leafs? And as we said you know, at some point between now and game one, mm. whoever the Leafs plays, it will be, okay, who do you know in Buffalo? Who can you talk to in Buffalo? And who can explain to us what has made them so successful against right. the Toronto Maple Leafs? Because we need to copy that. We need to duplicate that. What are the top three things? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's, that's a great call. The, the things that stood out to me... Um, our Keith and them being a possession
2: team. We had that one. Okay, let's do that clip yep. too, Okay,
1: and I'll carry on.
3: Well, well, I mean, they've defended well. You know, they've defended well. They've outnumbered us on the puck, but it, we've made it really easy on them. Like we've been complete no-shows physically in, in these games. So they have a big team uh, with lots of skill, and they're good in possession. So when you don't, compete and you're not engaged physically and you don't execute on offense you're not going to have the puck much then they have it a lot and uh that plays into their hands you know it's just the way she goes it's
2: just the way she goes
1: him and him
3: and
0: kyle that's sheer exhaustion right there out of the man
2: i wonder if him and kyle had a bet at some point where he's like you got to mix in a way she goes into your, one of your post game press because that's what Kyle mixed it in. I have heard
1: Dubas say the S wins are coming, which is a
2: standard yeah. uh Trailer Park Boys Trailer reference. Park
1: Boys reference but, too.
2: I thought that's interesting though. And I I think what when I'm watching that game last night, it looked like a team that was big and had the puck a lot and it looked like a team that was not interested in engaging in another yeah. team's size. See,
0: to me ten games in the season or ten games remaining in the season that's a bit of an issue for me, yeah. JB. Yeah, that That he says we made it real easy on them physically. Mm-hmm. That, that would bother the crap out of me.
1: Yeah. If you are in that dressing room hearing it from your coach.
0: It would bother me if I'm Kyle or Brendan Shanahan, mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: Yeah, certainly knowing what's coming. It, God, it's the old motivation thing, too. But, like, we talked about that that team... Buffalo has the young guys that, that I would say are going to be a part of this rebuild. This next core of the Sabres are gigantic. Like Tage Thompson is huge. What's he? Six, seven. Owen power. Now is six, six. Even Rasmus Dahlene is six, three. Alex tuck is six, three. Like th- this is a big team. Dylan cousins is six, three. Their main players are, are very big. And I don't know if that gives Toronto a bit of a hard time. God, I tweeted about this last night. And I get people responding to me about, like, oh, size doesn't matter. Size is just this. Oh, my God. You know, like, oh, my God, watch one physical contact sport. Watch football. Watch basketball. Watch hockey. Of course, size is important. Being, size, being big is an advantage. Uh, and those guys, you know, I don't know that those guys are unbelievable players, core pieces that are going to help you win a Stanley Cup, but they're good players, and they're big. I mean, maybe that's part of it, Sammy. I know you think that that, that Buffalo sure. Sabres team is actually going to be good soon. I'm a little
2: less bullish, but I, I just I don't think you can overstate uh, what adding Owen Power does to a team. Like that's a guy that's in college. He's a guy that's a first overall pick. You don't have him all year, and then you just imagine being one of those guys on that team. You just insert a six foot five smooth skating defenseman who plays 20 minutes in his NHL debut and he's just going to be on your top pair for the next 15 years I got like it's just the guy is unbelievable the part of the game the
0: most important part of last night's game watching from six rows up off the ice Mm. to watch him play you would have thought he had been in the league for five or six years no panic eh 20 minutes nothing great but everything quietly very good, yeah. very solid, great foundation. I don't know what he's going to end up being. A headman or a, a Petrangelo? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But whatever it is, it, it the writing's on the wall. It's going to be very good. Yeah. And you didn't even mention uh, Samuelson, who was like an octopus last night.
1: Yeah. Well, he's right? a,
0: There's another big Moose.
1: And what's he six six or something? He's a monster too. Uh, and
0: uh, I'm watching. I'm watching this this back end like gobble
2: up the Leafs. Mm-hmm. He's six foot four, two hundred twenty seven pounds. Matthias Samuelson. How old is he? Where did he come from? Why do I, don't, he's I, I think he's his, shell,
0: his dad played in the NHL. Oh, I went to training okay. camp with his dad. If oh, I'm yeah, not yeah. mistaken, with Shell Samuelson.
1: So you know, he, here's my thing with the Sabers. Every team has good players coming, and the good. Teams have less good players coming because they've been good. So the Leafs don't have a wave of the same guys coming. But they have other players that are in the NHL who are very good. I, I just think we get really excited about teams that start to turn the corner. Here comes Ottawa. Here comes New Jersey. Here comes Detroit. L.A. is the closest to turning it around of the teams that have bottomed out. And still, like, they're a maybe for playoffs. It's hard to turn around. So, yeah, Sammy, I like a lot of their guys. And power power does move the, the needle in a big way. Still not ready to say that that's a playoff team next year or whatever, but boy, they're they're who's
0: uh who's who's their uh, prospect goalie? Is it uh, Levi?
1: Ukapeka Lukinin. I don't but know. Did okay. Devin Levi?
0: <laughs> Levi. Yeah. Isn't he regarded as maybe a? I think he's, but an he's going up, back. I know, but an up and comer. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe one of the best prospects out there.
1: Yeah, I think like, he's
0: a highly praised that's, guy. That's really what they're missing right now. But when you factor in how again. The pressure on um, a young general manager in in Kevin Adams was on on the trade and how Tuck's come in and really started looking like a captain here, you
1: know? Can I tell you, Jack Eichel in a huge game for Vegas last night was kind of bad. Like, cruddy. Like, uh, his fault for the OT goal against... Uh, the worst line for, for Vegas last night. So, yeah, they're you know, I'm not saying Eichel's not whatever. I just,
2: but. I just sent off yeah. a, a, an email to our wonderful Sportsnet Stats. We probably should have done this before the show, but our, our pre-show meeting today was not exactly a thrilling one. But anyways, uh, I digress there. Yeah, the- uh, I wonder what their record is since they traded Eichel because it just seems like every time that they've played the Leafs, they just there's this freedom they play with. I don't know, it's just because they're out of the playoffs, they're not playing with anything. Before anything, they just kind of can play freely. But it just feels like there's a weight that's been lifted off this team. Like you said, they added in uh, Tuck, who seems to love playing There's from the area. Krebs a good young prospect. I just – I really do like the direction they're going in. And it's not a – I think there's a chance that they're going to be really good in the next couple of years. Same with Detroit. Like this division that's already a monster has two teams that really seem like they have some promise with the Red Wings and – and and, Detroit, uh, and sorry, and Buffalo as well.
0: The other thing that I really noticed live last night so close to the ice was they snapped the puck around last night. They, they're, they passed the Buffalo puck did. well. Buffalo. Yeah. Extremely well. And I've said this all season long. The Leafs, in my opinion, one of the best forechecking teams in the league when yeah. they're going, yeah. right. which has been a good, good portion of this season. But they are not a great passing the puck team they don't snap it for me hmm. they can skate with it they like their you know give and goes on occasion but they don't snap the puck around they're not yes. they're not they're not uh short on the on the on the one touches you know the 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 touch yeah. passes i saw a lot, of, saw a lot that... of that out of out of buffalo yeah. i didn't get the same feel uh, out of the leafs not just because of this one game, Mm -hmm. but there is a different style and it may play into how they've had success against the Leafs is that you have to pass extremely well on, on, on Toronto. And I I think Buffalo has been able to do that.
1: Yeah. The Leafs skate. Well, I guess the only counterbalance to that would be moving the puck faster than the other team can move their feet. So that could make some sense. Leafs have some guys who are kind of straight line guys, McKay, Engvall camp,
0: but they like to skate with the puck. Yeah. They do not, it's not, giving goes it's not touch 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 move your feet touch move your feet buffalo did that last night against toronto that's not that's not toronto
1: so what what that leads to for buffalo is a team you know keith mentioned that clip that they're actually a pretty good possession team last night uh, at five on five, the Sabres had the puck in the Leaf zone for over 20 minutes and the the Toronto had the puck Buffalo's in Buffalo's end for 16 and a half. It was like three and a half, four minute difference that Buffalo had more possession time than the Leafs. And that's not something that many teams do to the Leafs. Yeah. So maybe that's one of the reasons why is the way they're going about it. Maybe it's physical play, but yeah. the teams that give Toronto a harder time are teams that hang on to the puck well. Um, Buffalo making strides in that department too, I guess. Although we have said that you know, not to get too excited about teams that have success once the season's over. They're rarely getting other teams' best games, so I don't know how excited to get about Buffalo yet. But
2: I, I'm not excited. No, I, but, I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried. So I, not, I don't think they're going to be a powerhouse by next year. But I think the Leafs' window here to be competitive, as long as Austin Matthews re like, there's a there's a long period of time that the Leafs are going to be competitive in this division. I don't think we're talking about this being five years down the road that the Buffalo Sabers are a competitive th- team. I think it's going to be in the next couple of years where Owen Power gets a couple of years. Like I, I don't know. I just got my spidey senses are tingling with them. Ever since they got rid of Eichel, they've looked like a different team to me.
0: The other, the other, the other vibe I got from the game last night: there were people like honestly uh, upset at the lack of energy or the effort to want to win this game. Sure, and I'm actually being the positive guy in the room going boys, it's long season, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a long season, so, and, you know, Mama there is a tendency to get tired like or uh, lose your focus, and, and they're like, I think they were, you know, they're kind of insulted, and I'm like, you, boys,
2: like, it's, it's okay. to be in the people around you in the yeah, stands? Well, yeah, they were, they were pissed off. I have to say, I've been to a lot of Leaf games this year with work. I've sat up in the press box beside Joe and Jim, and I've been to multiple dogs this year. Like bad performances from the game, where I've left the game being like, sure, glad I didn't pay six hundo to sit in the lower (laughs) bowl for that effort. And last night's another one of those. Like the first game back with fans was against the Sabres; they lost five one. Like this team, when it's bad,
1: it's bad. Well, it's bad because there's not they play one way, and it's skill and talent, and you know they don't not going to overpower anyone. So when they don't have their A game in that regard, it can be a little bit like.
2: So, all right. So, Kipper, where you're like, oh, don't worry. Our Leafs will figure it out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Our Leafs are fine. <laughs> I, I, said, I said
0: the exact same thing, except I said Sam's Leafs oh, yeah, yeah, are yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're fine.
1: They're going right? to find their way through it just fine. So, you know, Sheldon making the commentary on these sort of games, why don't we listen to him talk about how they're, you know, costing themselves points because this is a thing that they
3: do? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, puzzling. it's been puzzling all season, right? I mean, Games like this is why we're still competing for for home ice, you know, in the first round. And we've played so well, you know, for most of the season against most of the teams in the league that, uh, you know, nights like this are also holding us back from competing to win our division, right? So that's the disappointing part. But I think we've talked about before, we've played really well uh, against... The playoff teams, the teams, that we, you know, the, the high-quality teams in the league. Um, so there's an expectation we'll bounce back. You know, and uh, you know, so from, that, from that sense of it, it's easy for me to push past this one, but doesn't make it any less frustrating tonight.
2: I actually love that from him. I think that's a good way to kind of coach him up a bit after a dog game. Like it, The game means nothing. Right, like we've been sitting here talking, about it means absolutely nothing, but I think it's an They oppor- lose game seven on the road, bingo, it means something, and I think it's an opportunity for him to kind of be like, "Hey, guys, wake the f up here, like you can't cost yourself more points if you want to have home ice advantage in the first round, and I think it's a kind of a good way to kind of say that to the media
0: yeah well, no, I agree nine nine to go here, yeah, so uh, all of a sudden you're you're getting into the the short ones here, so. Where do you go now? My first thought waking up today, if I'm Sheldon, Kyle, or Brendan, is we got we to gotta get Jack feeling good. Yeah. Everything is pointed in the direction of these last few days being maintenance for him. Nothing more. There isn't a sense that he re-injured anything. There isn't a sense that uh, uh, there's any type of concern. This was just jack probably playing one more game or having one more appearance than they were comfortable with last week of course that goes back to the florida game right so this was strictly maintenance
1: okay
2: so you're confident then we will see jack back in the next game and he was at keith was at post game and he said the plan is for him to start on thursday against washington capitals
0: all right now it's just not enough to say he's in how many games would you say out of nine he would need and how many games would you like to see Jack's A game? Yeah. That's, well, that's the next step.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how close this race is in the final few games and how much they really want to push for home ice. You know, to Sammy's point and your point, like, you know, home ice is not worth nothing. It's definitely worth something. So, you know, he may maybe six and three comes to mind when you say there's nine games left. I'm sure we could map out. I think there's still two back-to-backs left. I know, Sammy, we got killed in the group chat once for this. but I'm,
2: I'm not talking about back-to-backs. <laughs> I, think I just could it's the worst beating of all time. I think of there's a there's couple back-to-backs. So there's two you, left.
1: you'd get Shalgren in those. Get him one more start in there somewhere. But, you know, if you're playing for home ice in game 82 against the, the Boston Bruins, not the worst thing in the world to give Campbell that game. Is that too much? Six starts in the final? You know, now we're looking at 16 days. That's you, got, good. you got him.
0: You got him versus Washington. You're going to take one of two on the weekend between Montreal and the Islanders. You'd probably give him, would you give him two out of three against Philly, Tampa and Florida? Because we got back-to-back Florida teams uh, next Thursday and next Saturday. Mm-hmm. So he's going to want one of those.
2: Yeah, I would probably do it against the Panthers and not against Tampa. Play him against the Panthers. Yeah, and you do the sort of old Belichick thing with Tampa. They're a more possible first-round matchup. Don't show him Jack. Let him. On the go, other hand, Florida's
1: the best goal-scoring team yeah. in the history of the league. <laughs> yeah, and then you <laughs> well, sorry, give the last twenty-five Campbell years,
2: test. test. test him out there. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of
0: it's kind of bad that. Uh, Teams like Tampa Bay and Florida and Boston—they kind of got pushed at the end of the year. Oh, it's awful it stinks, right? It's it sucks. I,
1: I think the the league is is was trying to make it exciting down the stretch, right? Playing—they're going to go head to head. The standings are tight, and instead, it's like, well, now we know the teams are playing each other. They're just kind of like fighting over home ice and who gets who. Um, and yeah, I would have liked to see in Florida before March 29th or March 27th, whatever it was this year. That was kind of crummy.
0: Where are we on Shalgren, boys? Because I'm watching that first goal, uh, Pozo's goal. Yeah, and it was a bit, of a, bit of a whiff. <laughs> it was like a, he tried. I don't know what he was trying to do. Like, uh, like, just he whiffed. <laughs> That's the best word I could use. Yeah, like he went it, to go catch it's the a puck good shot.
1: Kyle catches and, it, and shoots it. You know, it doesn't have a ton of mustard. Great placement, but NHL goaltender should catch it. Yeah, you know,
0: felt the same way.
1: And it's one of those things, the, the difference between a, a starter in the NHL and a backup or a starter in the AHL, it's not that great, but it's that. It's, it's that one. It's the one that squeaks through you here and there. I just, I have lost confidence, and not that I ever really had any, but there was a spark there where you're like, ah, could this guy? Oh, right. He's, you know, 25 and an AHL starter for a reason. No disrespect to the man personally, but he's played eight NHL games. Could you,
0: could you strike lightning in a bottle? Can you find right. it, Right.
1: And I, I don't think they can. I think the bottle's yeah. broken.
0: And is, <laughs> has he done enough to bring up and warrant a, a potential backup situation next year? Absolutely. Sure. He's, he's, he's in the race. He's in the running. Yes. Depending on. Joe walls health. He's, he's done enough to say, yeah, you're in the conversation to be our backup next year. Yeah. But in no way is anyone going to have a ton of confidence if they have to go to this kid.
1: No, but like if they have to go to this kid, they've lost. I'm already on that. Like yeah. it's, it's you're down to nothing in the series already and it's a great team you're playing. You're probably cooked. So uh, it really for me, for me and I think for everyone would agree, this is Campbell or it's not going to work. Um, how you manage Campbell from if you have to play Shalgren in the most horrible of circumstances, playing them both back-to-backs for whatever reason, do it. If Jack needs a a little stretch of days during a back-to-back, it's Schalgren, it's Schalgren. Just make sure Jack is in the best possible condition come game one on May 2nd.
2: I go back to what uh, Mike McKenna said to us off the, I think it was maybe off his first career start or second career start, where he said he's like a lot of Swedish goalies that he has really good position. He's really good positionally. He's in the spot, but just not, the hands aren't there. The the pucks bounce off him. He doesn't catch pucks. Like, guys beat him clean on the gloves. Like, I feel like he's in good positions, but guys are just able to kind of snap it past him clean, which is not something that you want when you're playing against NHL competition. That's just, Mike McKenna said it early, and I really do notice that about him whenever I watch him now. Yeah. Same T- here.
0: Tons of personality on the show today. We're going to welcome uh, Brett Hull. If anybody can have a sense of what it feels like to be scoring... 60-plus, 80-plus. Yeah. What was he on A about last time we had plus. him on? I don't know. It's remember. this guy. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll welcome in uh, Brett Hall into the program in about uh, 20 minutes, and our good buddy uh, Anthony Stewart is in the building somehow, some way. We will drag him in here in the second hour.
1: Yeah. Uh, Do our YouTube cameras work that way? He's just going to have to be off camera, I guess. <laughs> It's fine. I think they can zoom it out a little. <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> <laughs> get yeah. st- we'll get Stu on so, camera for everyone.
0: So where are we uh, on the the deep pair? And the, there was a sense that there was a comfort zone now. Giordano's uh, very comfortable. Labushkin's very comfortable. And yet last night, last night, <laughs> last night <laughs> a bit of a setback. Yeah, uh, I thought they all struggled in in their own way. I. I Brody, I was not impressed with uh, TJ Brody at, no. at all. But collectively, did anybody stand out or
1: yeah, all let, six of them? Uh, I'll start with Labushkin. Sometimes he gets his boots stopped. Yeah. He just gets stopped, like totally stopped, where you're like, hey, you no momentum, no, you know, often in defense, you have to go with the play, like gap up so that you're not trying to adjust yeah. late. And uh, sometimes he gets caught in a spot where he hasn't done the work early and he's just... Caught in the middle, and I thought that happened on the goal where they went up to Thompson. Was it the first goal or second goal? Sorry, they went up to Thompson, and and Labushkin's already backed on top of him, and didn't think he was very good there. At other times, when the puck goes in the corner, he'll, like... Do you remember when Zach Hyman used to, like, pin a guy against the boards and then turn backwards and kind of seal the guy off and win a puck? Labushkin gets sealed off. He gets on the wrong side of body sometimes, and the guys can... Uh, win their way out from there. So he was the worst defenseman on the team by any fancy stats. Um, You know, 20% Corsi last night, which is terrible. So, yeah, Labushkin for me, tough night. Lilligren is the one that everyone today is like, Lilligren, way to go, Lilligren, Lilligren. And I just got to say. Plus two, him and. Yeah, they were plus two. Statistically, they were sound. They were. uh, And they played a lot of minutes. Lilligren scores. I just, I don't need Lilligren to score <laughs> i don't you don't need it. the leafs score a ton and he's always so far Sniffing. up the rink he's so Sniffing. far up in the ozone but that that's
0: I, that's sheldon's game right there that's I that's know, what but he's he, being coached
2: but riley does that too that's why it's a terrible so repair. it's just like ah uh, i don't you know like, i like him with geo i like him a lot with i like Gio them because against
1: the 25th best team in the league the buffalo sabers or the 26th best team in the league I don't need that against the Florida Panthers or the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Boston Bruins. Yeah. All right. So that's my worries. Like the, the stats, which I know they look at for the Leafs, the fancy stats, shot attempts, possession, whatever way in favor. Lilligren top of the class for the Leafs. Terrifying for me about the way it goes. He also starts in the ozone a lot and he gets a lot of favorable Shelter. situation a little bit. Yeah. So I, I just, I'm terrified still. So, yes, he's been wonderful. He's looked very yeah. confident. I like him way more than I did a month ago. Yeah. I just get nervous.
2: That's fair. Thank yeah. you. I Can we, you mentioned Brody there. Yeah. And when um, the Leafs first signed Brody, uh was a Friday night. And I used to do a show with Brent Gunning in the mornings on Friday morning. So, we came on that morning and talked about Brody signing with the Leafs. And... We got a ton of texts from our because Cal- we were on the networks. So we got a ton of texts from our Calgary listeners saying, you know, be wary of the the brain farts, be wary of the turnovers, be wary of this. And after his first season, I was like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, I haven't seen any of that. Yeah, this past, I don't know, maybe it's crept two, in a little bit. Two months, yeah, month. It's I'm seeing it a little. The the best I've, I've seen, seen like him as him. a
0: leaf is when he isn't that noticeable if yeah. that makes any sense oh, at yeah. all it
2: makes a lot of sense and i have been noticing him recently yeah and not and he's been jumping up a lot but i i'm glad to hear that i'm not the only one yeah. that's kind of noticing that because i am yeah yeah no i
1: i'm with you there he's been lacking a bit for me too but like you know i i feel like they're trying to sort out these pairs giordano and labushkin struggled together last night you know i i wanted to see them together. Cause I thought maybe as a third pair, but Cheer Daniel's just been so good for Lilligren. Like I really like when, when they're together, you know, Brody C has been with Riley and helps Riley do his thing. So I, I don't know. Yeah. But I didn't like the pairs last Yeah, night. Didn't work for me.
0: Uh, also for the first time, uh, I didn't like the penalty killing either. Oh really? Yeah. How come? I just found them tired. I, on, I but... found, yeah, I think one of the goals, uh, uh, Engvall and Kampf actually got kind of stuck in the mud in the neutral zone. I think that was, uh, um, which uh, they they scored one or two on the power play last night.
1: Uh, oh the proposal one was power play. Was it Skinner? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember.
0: Might have been Skinner, but that that's just a lack of energy for me. Yeah, right. That's just a complete, and it was throughout the lineup. I guess it's a, a good thing that. They all had stuck-in-the-mud-itis together. <laughs> yeah, I, but it just, those, those two guys in particular who have been great all year, and you give them... Uh, they did have two power plays, yeah. You, you, you give them a mulligan on last night. Yeah. But just overall, that, that lack of sharpness, yeah. not there. And the other one, guys, I wanted to bring up um, as we get close to break here is bunting. 17 mm-hmm. games now without a goal and you know it's hard to say that because he's been still very prominent in in what Matthews and Marner have been able to do but just the inability to put the puck in the net right now and how long do you keep it going with those two guys or how do you back them off do you yeah. pr- try to protect them a little bit here 70 plus games for a guy who's not the biggest frame out there and you're playing against Buffalo who the big boys and physically stronger. Yeah. He's not physically as strong as a good portion of the league. So
1: what do you what do you do? Nothing. I mean I well, I'm not saying what, what I would do. I, I don't think they're gonna do anything. Like I I just think they see bunting, and by they I include Matthews and Marner in, in this as a part of what's happened for those guys this year. You know, Mitch Marner is going to be a top 10 Hart Trophy vote guy. Austin Matthews might win it. Bunting is, has been the complimentary guy, right? Hyman's out, and this guy's been Hyman plus in some eyes out there. And, you know, not mine necessarily, but I think a lot of people see what he's done is he's got that offensive awareness that Hyman didn't quite have, and, and he's helped these guys get to that next level. I just don't see any world where... You know, we're going in Bruins-Leafs game one and, and bunting Camp, and McKay of our line or, you know, something like that. Like, bunting, to me, is just going to be there. It's gone on too long for them to change course now. I think they
0: can do something and, and mask it around a general feel of the last nine games here.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Healthy scratching. O'Reilly, an Austin Matthews, uh, Mitch Marner became a lot more of a reality after last night's game yeah. than before last night's game for me. How come? Well, because of a bad loss last night. And if if things are rolling, then there's the concern about disrupting a rhythm or a confidence mm. or, you know, uh, don't don't make a big deal out of it. Just, you know, ride it. Like, just sit back in and and enjoy it in many ways. But if, if last night's going to be indicative of a few more nights like that, Mm -hmm. then disrupt the lineup.
1: Yeah. And you know what I think will definitely happen is watch for that in the back-to-back games where they say, we just don't need to put any to overextend anyone. These guys get 20 minutes a night. I, you know, I don't think you'll see Simmons and Spezza play back-to-back for sure. Maybe Tavares would get a night at one of those points,
2: you know, right for back-to-back 30 years old, whatever he is, 31. I don't, think, I don't think they'll ever take Matthews out. And I think they should, but I don't think they will. I just think. Why? Just be, the, the, not even the goal total, but it's just the, the, the optics of it. It's hard. I, you know, like I don't, obviously, they wouldn't healthy scratch him out of you know, performance. He's got 58 goals. He's one of the best players in the league. I just think he's a horse-type guy who wants to play, wants to play every game. I, I just don't necessarily see him or them doing it. And I know you're not saying to take him out because he's playing bad. It's just because you want to get some rest getting ready for yes. the playoff run. But yeah. I just, just I, I don't just think that he'd ever do it. It's just a
0: reset. Same with Riley.
2: Same with Riley. I, I just right. don't think those guys will come out. I don't. There's, and do you think so? You really think they will do it? Or is this something that you want them to do?
0: No, no. I, I Let's watch what, uh Thursday night against Washington. Let's just see if the energy comes back and hmm. uh they're a lot sharper and you know they've obviously Gone through a few things in the last forty-eight hours to rectify a few things. Let's let's watch Washington and go into the weekend. You know what? Islanders in Ottawa. You can pull somebody out of the lineup for no other reason than you want, just because you can, and you will.
1: But you know what? If they do that, if they let's say they sit out Mitch Marner for one of those games or Austin Matthews for one of those games, then they have to go to the press and say. We thought they died out in playoffs last year and we don't want to happen have that happen again. Just
0: you don't owe them a thing. Maintenance. Scram
2: beat it. <laughs> That's what you tell the media. Maintenance. <laughs> yeah. Look you could say, Oh, well, boys, maybe maybe enjoy your Saturday night in Toronto. We'll go to we'll go to Ottawa. We'll see you on Sunday against the Islanders. I don't we're on to Cincinnati. I don't know. I, I could see that.
1: And
0: the other one, oh for
2: five. Power, Power play. play. I
0: know. Oh for five. Montreal, like, this has been the best power play. And, yes, you're going to have lulls again. That's okay. But um, I'd, I'd probably say in the last, what, 30 attempts, I'm not sure it's firing uh, much more than maybe 22%, 24% yeah. or something that's been right above 30. It, yeah, yeah. So just something to keep an eye on.
1: You know, I, I was thinking about, Sammy, the, the comparison of the Raptors being a team that, one, people overlook, and two, is just gigantic and difficult to play. I feel like Buffalo does that to Toronto, where it's like, it's supposed to be an easy game for Toronto, right? They're going to go in. They're a bad team. Craig Anderson's 603 years old. Matthews is going to shoot a couple in. And then they're just big, and they're playing hard. You've liked Granado the work he's done, right? Yeah. They just, they're and annoying they're and big, and they're not, they're not rolling over like they're supposed to.
2: I, you know? I, I love the cross sport comparison from you, Borny. I think that's an excellent one. <laughs> and uh, just before we go to break, a quick non hockey sports story this afternoon: an absolutely an affront to baseball. Dodgers pulled. They oh. pulled Clayton Kershaw with a perfect game after seven innings, and he's at eighty pitches because oh. it's a pitch count. Because the early
1: season not early stretched season. out yet, trying to keep him under ninety.
2: Clayton Come on. Kershaw. Is that not?
1: That honestly
2: makes me sad and sick at the same time. That upsets me. He's never had one. History. I mean, it's a no hitter. Whatever. He's had a no hitter before. But a perfect game. A perfect game. Seven innings. Eighty pitches.
0: Did he? I actually,
2: if I'm the player, frown on his face. I don't know. I didn't see any video. I just saw Twitter. I just saw it on tweet. A tweet. Twenty-three perfect games in history. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But nobody will remember the twenty-fourth. I get it.
2: Clayton Kershaw is one of the best pitchers of this generation. Has a chance at a signature moment That's and they take him out. ridiculous. Sickening. So I just wanted to bring that up with you guys because it made me so mad. I had to tell somebody.
0: Okay, oh. we're leaving Austin Matthews in to get 70.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree.
0: Just to screw. Playing 30 at night. Just to screw the L.A. Dodgers. <laughs> this is the way we do it in hockey. Dodgers. All right, we got Brett Hall coming up. All right. What are you going to ask Brett Hall? I don't know. It's like being cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Okay without cheating How many goals did Brett Hull score In Penticton In the uh, Junior <laughs> Hockey League uh, BC Junior Hockey League How many games 57 I'll say uh,
2: Let's go A lot I won 50, 150 Goals Yeah Oh now uh, I it's feel a hat horrible trick plus now. Plus a game. <laughs> yeah.
0: What world are you living in that he's going to score three goals a game? What did you it's just Brad say three hundred?
2: Brad Hall. Oh my. What's you How many did he score? One hundred and five. Still pretty. Oh, I was close. <laughs> only forty-five off. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. I mean, now we're going to break, and I feel like uh, I've let everybody down. It's only one hundred and five. Yeah, that's it. All brutal. All right, we'll go find Brad Hall and hear about all those one hundred and five. From the man himself, Hall of Famer, Brett Hall, after the break. You're listening and watching Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet's YouTube channel.
2: The code word for today's episode to text 590-590 to qualify for your shot to win Leafs Red Wings tickets on April 26th is Larkin.
4: Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Merrick
3: Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Van. All right, hopefully we get Ollie off the golf course, <laughs> and we did. <laughs> if anybody knows what Austin Matthews is going through right now, it's. Our next guest, Brett Hall. Once upon a time, the greatest goal scorer in modern history. Holly, how are you, pal? I don't,
4: I don't think so. That's still number ninety nine for a little
0: while. <laughs> He's not on the show right now. You are.
4: <laughs> I appreciate that, Dad.
0: Uh, first of all, how's life treating you? Where are you these days, and uh, how is the golf game?
4: Uh, Nashville and spring in Nashville is, uh, wet, but, um, uh, but it's good. I was just up at Pine Valley in New Jersey for a little bit of golf and down in Florida. So nice. Get to play. And,
0: nice. Yeah. And watching, uh, uh, a little Austin Matthews, uh, on the side and just your overall thought about a guy now, uh, Going into the 60-goal the range again, something that you've been accustomed to throughout your career. And, uh, you know, Holly, I'm just thinking, you know, how many, how many rule changes since 2004 if we go to, you know, the clutching and grabbing or pucks over the glass for a penalty or goalies' lack of handling the puck? Everything's been geared for these guys to get into a place that you were, you know, over 20 years ago.
4: Yeah, but I mean, you can't look at it that way. I mean, the game evolves, the players evolve. Uh, you know, and it's not only uh, Austin, but I, you know, I, I kind of scroll through Twitter a little—not Twitter, but Instagram a little bit, just to kind of look at stuff, get entertained when I'm bored. And
0: uh, <laughs> we do too. I,
4: <laughs> yeah, that's what it's for. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, kind of impressed that. It kind of reminds me back in the day. It's like everyone's going for their 100th point or their 50th goal or uh, their record number of points in their career so far. And, you know, Johnny Goudreau got 100. And, uh, I don't even know who else. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the guys in uh, Florida. I mean, it's it's good for the game and it's entertaining for the fans. And that's really what it's all about.
1: Holly, how focused on milestones were you during your biggest goal scoring years? Were you aware of the milestones and trying to get to them or still focused on team play? Like what would Matthews be going through as as these sort of next milestones loom?
4: Well, I think, uh, I think it's a little bit maybe different, uh, today. I, and I, you know, I keep up on like the points and goals and assists. I don't. I have no idea, you know, you know, you've got to be some sort of genius to figure out how to get into the playoffs now with wild cards and whatnot and divisions and conferences. And so I'm not really sure where, where the Maple Leafs stand. uh, But I would imagine that that's got to be a part of what he's thinking about is, okay, who, who are we matched up against right now? Because, you know, there's probably less than 20 games in the season to go and, uh, you know, it's like, can, can we get to a better home ice position? And, uh, you know, if we get, if we keep climbing in the standings, we play a team that's maybe not as good as, you know, you know, being first is really, I think, big in today's game because it's, you know, the, the other teams that are right with you are really good as well. And, and probably it's an evenly matched. And that's what I don't like about the playoff system. You know, I'll, you know, it's Pittsburgh and uh, Washington in the first round, and I mean you're losing, you're losing one of two really good, entertaining teams right off the bat. So uh, I, I think it should be one through sixteen on both sides, and go from there.
0: Holly, take us back a little bit uh, because you know you weren't uh, this can't miss prospect uh, when you first started uh, okay. out of Calgary. And, of course, you had the big trade, and it certainly helped Calgary win a Stanley Cup. But then you go to St. Louis, and in your first full year, you score 40 goals. And at that point, uh, you go into the following season, and is it, I think I can get 50. And, like, you get 72. I mean, at at what point did you say, oh, my God, this is, like, this is kind of going someplace I never thought it would go, or it actually did go where you thought it could go. Like what, what was that mindset? Like that discovering that you're not a 40 or 50 goal scorer, You're a 70 goal score. When does that happen?
4: Well, yeah, well, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly how it happened because, uh, you know, Brian Sutter without Brian Sutter, I probably would have, uh, you know, I, I think I could, you know, after doing it, I think 40 goals was pretty legitimate. Um, there's not a chance on earth. I thought of, of, uh, uh, 70 or 86. And, uh, you know, after that season, you know, you, I don't know if they still do it, but you have the end of the year meetings with the coach. And, uh, you know, I was, I was going in there and I was thinking I was going to get this big pat on the back and <laughs> and wow you're you know you're so great we made a great trade what a you know boy I can't wait to next year to start and and Brian Sutter looked at me and he he lit into me and you know told me that you know I I'm only scratching the surface and that you you have no idea how good you can be and and uh, and he he just you know, and and as a player, you could take that one of two ways. You could go home and sulk and and uh, go get your buddy and go have some beers and and go, what a jerk! I hope he gets fired. Or you could do <laughs> like I did, and I looked back and I I called my buddy and who would have been Chaser at that time, right? Yeah. And I said, I can't I can't believe how good this guy thinks I can be. And and I, I went home that summer and I, I that's all I could think about was, you know, I'm gonna do this and it, it was so motivating for me. Uh, and then of course, you know, we I was very fortunate to play with, you know, Peter Zezel, uh, Doug Gilmore first, then Peter Zezel and Adam Oates and that obviously really helps when you when you have those guys uh, playing with you. But, you know, it just and then the, the first thing was the opportunity. You know, I don't, I, I never understood why Calgary drafted me in the first place. When, you know, I looked up and they had like 13 NHL-caliber right wingers on their roster, uh, and I'm like, okay, well this is going to be difficult. And so I'm pretty sure that's why the, the trade was made because they already had a, uh, you know, from Hawk and Lube to Joe Mullen to, you know, Tim Hunter and Perry Bearson and. Uh, Lanny McDonald. I mean, the list would go on, and so that's probably why the trade was made. And and all of a sudden, I went from you know playing a couple games, sitting out a game, you know, point on the second power play, uh, you know, not playing a regular shift all that often, to all of a sudden you're the main focal point of a team. You know, you're the number one power play guy. They're making plays to to for you uh, because of, you know, my ability to shoot and, and then, so that's also a big help. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to succeed when you aren't showing any confidence. And as soon as I got to St. Louis, uh, you know, they, they said, we made this trade and we're going to make you the focal point, And that, that certainly helped,
0: you know, the, the two years that you did get score 70 or 80, um, you know, you mentioned Zezel uh and, and Oatesy and they were twenty five goal scorers. You didn't have a, a, a secondary fifty or sixty goal man, did you? Um and
4: Well not yeah, not until not until we got Brendan. Charlie. Yes. Yeah, but even those. And that was that was awfully nice to have a guy like that with you as well. <laughs> well, interesting I mean, because
0: where, where did that where did that put the pressure on you to put the puck in the net? And you know, did teams now saying, "Hey, you take away Brett Hull, you take away everything is is are are, are teams like Boston or Tampa Bay looking at Austin uh, and the Leafs going take away Austin and and you know we control the Leafs.
4: Well, I mean, you could, I mean, that's like saying you could take away Ovechkin, right? You know, you you got, you got quality players, Kuznetsov and Backstrom. I mean, you got Marner. I mean, I mean, there's, there's other, you know, pieces that, that can do it. And maybe the game goes from, uh, you know, 5-2 to 3-2, you know, which, you know, I always hated when, you know, after games, I didn't score. I would be pissed off and, you know, people thought it was like sulking and selfish and it, and it really wasn't. It's, it's my job to go and score goals and to create offense. And if I don't, you know, maybe we lose two to one or, or maybe we, you know, we have to, you know, fend off a late power play to, to win two to one. But if I would have scored, it's three, one and it makes the game easier for the whole team. And uh, plus that's really my only skill, right? So th- that's all I felt I could contrib- contribute. And uh, I guess I could have worked at other parts of the game, but really only wanted to score and, and, and create offense. So, uh, and, you know, luckily that was, uh, I got to play a lot of my career when that was okay. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, Jacques Lemaire came to the league and it was like, oh my God, are you, you know, it's like, it's like the substitute teacher who isn't as (laughs) fun as your real teacher. I'm like, what the, I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing to our game? You know, and then everyone, it's a copycat league, right? You know, and then I signed as a free agent with Ken Hitchcock and I mean, you know, we won, which is incredible. But you know, if I don't change my game, I'm out of the league, you know, it's just you had to sacrifice offense and and play that team game, that dump and chase, the chip and chip and retrieve. You know, keep the puck out of the middle, safety first, funnel the puck towards the crease. I'm like, I, I asked Ken one day, I go, Are we playing soccer or hockey? <laughs> and so it was. Uh, but you know, I mean, when you win, it sure uh, it sure makes it because that was the number one thing. You know, after I had. Personal success. I I wanted to win a Stanley Cup, and I guarantee Austin Matthews he wants to bring another Stanley Cup back to the Maple Leaf, and then that's when he's the hero of all time, right? Yeah. And so that's got to be his number one goal, and uh, you know I guarantee as the support of his teammates and his and the fans, uh, you know, so you know in today's game, it, anyone can win, you know, you know. The team that won in St. Louis a few years ago certainly wasn't even close to one of the best teams that that franchise ever had. Uh, But it was the right team to win that year.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned that Brian Sutter kind of gave it to you after a very good season uh, and pushed you to new heights. Let's say Austin Matthews goes to sit down with Sheldon Keefe after this season and says the same thing. Hey, we think there's more from you. You can do more. Would you would you want to see him take the advice to try to become a more well-rounded complete guy, you know, defensive focus, you know, you mentioned you made some adaptations or would you want to see him lean into the goal-scoring side of things and just continue to do the thing that you that really makes him different and shoot it in the net?
4: Well, I I'm pretty sure he he focuses uh On on the other aspects of a game, way more than I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I would I would lean the other way and and just give them tapes of Ovechkin and just go, you know, do what this guy does because he Score. is. You know, I'm doing this TV show for ESPN called Details, and I just got a clip. Uh, we're doing Alex first, and so I just went over a. A myriad of goals uh, that he was involved in this morning, and he like he just gets it. Like he he works hard. He like he's in position in the offense or defensive zone, uh, and then you know teams teams are stupid and and defensemen are dumb, and we know that. (laughs) That's why they play defense (laughs) for the most part. And, And you can't. You can't turn the puck over when Alex Ovechkin's on the ice. And I don't know how many goals were just because of stupid plays by the other team and, and bad defensemen that like, that's Alex Ovechkin. Like, why are you turning your back on him? And and he just slides into the opening and he's got Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Carlson, uh, Oshie, all. And then you've got, the Big kid Wilson out there creating havoc in front of the net, and he just like i don't give a, I don't care what anyone says. nobody can shoot the puck or ever will shoot the puck as good as as Ovetkin. I mean, I watched this today and it was, I was just you know I knew he was how he could shoot, but some of them like he barely even looks like he's moving, and the thing just hums and it's all accurate, and where you have to shoot high. You can't score in this league shooting low. That was you. I mean, it's incredible, and, and do that. That was well, you. I got to tell you, I think I think I was fortunate too. I think I think most of the goalies stunk when we played Kipper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was there was some good ones. There was some good ones. But you look at these guys; they're all six foot six and six foot seven now,
0: and athletes. You know, we we know, put the fat kid it. in that,
4: like Alan Bester and. Chev- Chevrolet and 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 panger and um you know <laughs> pot Van wasn't that big I, you know eddie uh-huh. belfer was a great goalie and um you know but we we got to play against john casey and don beaupre i mean uh nothing against them but they certainly aren't no Watt, <laughs> Rodeur, no you know they they-, they they are not vasilevsky and these guys are just, Yeah,
0: they, they smoke and um, had too much coffee because they, they, they stunted their growth, I think, at a <laughs> at a certain well, age. I,
4: hell yeah. yeah, so that's another thing. These guys, you know, you get 60 goals in today's league. Sure, there's probably a little more room and a lot more power plays maybe. I don't even know if that's a real stat or not, if there's more or not. There's got to be. Um, but... Uh, you know, it, I think these goalies. I think that goalies now get hit more than they make saves. So under ten games to go for the, the majority. Is still way too big.
0: Who's that? The
4: equipment. Sorry.
0: Yeah, the equipment.
4: Yeah, it's still huge.
0: It is. It is. It's still. It's still yeah, tough it's to huge. score, man. At the end of the day, right? <laughs> right.
4: Yeah. One. One yeah, more. Right.
0: Holly, in terms of the last ten games, the majority of teams just uh, uh closing in on the season. Would you? We were talking about whether or not you, you give certain players now some time off or even a night off. What would it have been like uh, for, for your team in St. Louis uh, if they came up to you on on your stretches of 70 or 80 goals and they said, hey, take, take a night off? What, 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 what would have your reaction have
4: been? Never. <laughs> never. I doesn't even let me finish uh, no, the question. No. Yeah, I hated, I hated everything about the game except for playing the game. <laughs> the meetings, so, travel, a man after practice. my own heart i love it so, <laughs> i mean all i wanted to do was play and every time i got to put the uniform on and go out that's when it was fun you know practice like back you remember when there was no days off now these guys get mandatory days off you know we would go we would go midi detroit toronto fly home and the coach would go okay 230 practice and it's like what you, you know, it's amazing that guys had careers that lasted as long as they did. And now it's like, hey, you know, I get phone calls that say, like, hey, you want to go golfing from like Ryan Johansson? And I go, well, you got no practice? He goes, like, oh, no, day off today. <laughs> <laughs> right? Are in the NHL still? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we never had days off. Oh, no, I mean, it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Oh, my. It was. It, it was worse. My, my first. Like, what? the things Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux did with those sick numbers they put up flying commercial never getting days off i mean th- th- those numbers they put up were just sick because it was hard it was it was hard to fly home and go to the rink and unpack your ice cold bag and get dressed and have any motivation to do anything in practice. And, you know, the coaches were just so Neanderthal, and they had no idea. <laughs> no idea. Rest and nutrition. and They do you 30-minute know, practices a- now. Thirty minutes Sleep. in the old St. Louis Arena, we had one of those universal gyms from like 1970, and it must have had an inch of asbestos dust. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I mean you take a look at all the St. Louis Blues players who have died of cancer. Oh and I gosh, it's from that. Oh from The old arena. Yeah. Damn. I mean, I mean, it was just awful.
0: Oh my gosh. You
4: know, the, the training facility was zero. Ugh. You know, the, the best thing we had in our locker room was, uh, like, the sauna. That was awesome. But that was it.
0: So now we've got uh, what, sleep...
4: That was basically our after workout. Yeah. What's us what go with
0: sauna. Now we got sleep with doctors, right? It. And, you know, yeah. I don't know if you saw this story. Uh, Sam, our producer, just mentioned to us that uh, Clayton uh, Kershaw had a perfect game today. Seven complete innings. And they pulled them for, <laughs> for maintenance, I think. <laughs>
4: like, yeah, right? that's a
0: different world right now.
4: Yeah, Louis Oosthese, and he travels with his own bed. At- what do you tour. mean? Is that true? Yeah, he's yeah, he's got a bad back. He travels with his own bed. <laughs> you know, they all sit there and talk about that. Even Tiger said, "You know, my team." I'm like, what? I never had a team. Teammates, I certainly didn't have a team my team was the anheuser Bush guy who dropped beer off at my house.
0: <laughs> hey, if you had a team, you would have scored 105 like you did uh, in the BCH, uh, uh, BC Junior Hockey yeah, League. BCHL. 105. <laughs> at at 80 or 90, didn't you say, I should cool it a little?
4: I, I, I don't know. And you know what's really funny is I, I had quit hockey the before I went there for my first year. And, and I was, I only played one year of a hockey, you know, once I got to the ages, like, you know, when it actually mattered, like peewee and moving on up. And I was like, and that's, a, that's why I quit. Nobody wanted me. And then my buddy, you've heard the story. My buddy called me. I said, okay, I'll come. And it was weird taking that year off. It was like, I, it's like i it dawned on me how to do it. And all of a sudden, I could score at will. And I'm like, what happened here? <laughs> I'm going to I'm make $100 a million. Dollars. I'm, super, <laughs> I'm, super, I'm super slow. <laughs> you know, I'm not tough at all. But I can score.
0: <laughs> but it works.
4: I mean, it's, it, it's so weird. I'm waiting for something bad to happen to me because I was so blessed. I mean, it's like. Sold no. your soul. No, no, I no, no.
0: Get that thought out of <laughs> well, your head. <laughs> hey holly uh, we're, we're we got to go to break I, I hate this part
4: to claim me yet
0: anyway uh, i hate this part of the show where i got to say goodbye to you man that was uh, awesome
4: well hey let's do let's do this more often
0: oh uh, you got that <laughs> you got that right the great Brett hall on real kipper and born hey Thank holly thanks for doing this pal yeah, we let's appreciate it all right
4: <laughs> i want i want him to get 60 how many does he need Five, four? <laughs> two. Two. He
0: only needs two. Beautiful. Yep. Ten games. He can do that. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Brett <laughs> Hall, everybody. Thanks, Thanks. Oh, my God. <laughs> he is a riot. An absolute <laughs> he's riot. Me. He's
1: killing me. It's tough to keep a beat on all the things he said. I have things I want to comment on, then they get lost oh, in the next wave
2: God. of whatever it is he's saying. <laughs> I that, that, <laughs> that could be guest of the year right there. Oh, my God. I'm just – the honestly – Alan Bester catching strays. Oh, like, no. all these guys, Don Beaufray's like, what do I you Felix Hughie's pretty Beaufort. good. I played <laughs> with them. Yeah. Felix yeah. Poppin's legitimately one of the most beloved characters yeah. in Toronto sports history. He's like, ah, he's tiny. He's cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they are giants now, oh. though. There's whole point they're they're athletic
2: and yeah. they're giants. It's, yeah. tr- it's true though. Scoring sixty. Right now is absurd with how high a level the goaltenders are. Every night they're monsters, and they're yeah. not as good as listen. There's been different errors, but they're just way bigger than they would ever have been. So, all right, man, that was like funny. what kind
1: of stick was Brett
2: Hull using? He scored 105. Oh, he was he's Easton. He's an Easton guy. But
1: like he had this slap shot that to me is like Hull scored all his goals on these slap shots. Yeah. But like, was anyone taking slap shots and that with those sticks and? Like how was he so good at shooting the puck well, with those sticks? Him and McGinnis sticks?
0: were the two guys in my era that just figured that, it out. That, uh, like he said, bar, in, bar in.
1: Like high slap high. shots with those wood sticks, it seems like impossible to me. Like,
0: you if you saw, you know, even the bend, uh, the curve on Al McGinnis' stick, I'm like, how how could he know where it's going? Yeah, and there are probably some nights when it it mean, didn't. It didn't. And it ended up in the first three rows. That coffee
2: curve on the but, Sherwood PMPs but not many, was... Uh, but
0: not many at all. Yeah.
2: That was my favorite stick. The, the PMP? Yeah, Sherwood. But then I remember they oh, went awesome. to they went to the aluminum, where it was just like you were using a bar of metal. Yeah. Why Why? why was that a, Why was that a thing? They were lighter. What, but I know, but it's like you can't flex it. I remember, I mean, I was a stick, you know, a fanatic, and I remember Gretzky had the offset curve. Remember that?
1: The offset was awful. Awful. Awful blade. Yeah. I don't know if he if he did used it much in the NHL. No, but for he had like an blade.
2: offset blade, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways.
1: That was a two-piece.
2: All right, should we go to break or yeah, I mean, anything you got to do? No. Got, I mean, uh, Stewie, is he in the building? Yeah, He, I saw him. He poked in behind there. I think he's uh, he's going to join us here soon. So um, looking forward to having him in.
0: He's not hiding, is stew he? Stew
1: in the stew. No, he's not hiding.
0: He's not hiding. No, didn't you tell me he hid sometimes?
1: In the sauna, yeah, so he didn't get sent down.
0: She, oh, really? Yeah, it never worked. Come on.
1: <laughs> He'll tell Come us about on. it. <laughs>
0: They, uh, you should have hidden in the weight room. They would have never looked there either. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. People, Stewie. people
1: catching strays all over the place today.
0: <laughs> all right. Anthony Stewart after the break, listening and watching real Kipper and born.